Now, when Mary met the angel Gabriel and told her that she was going to have a baby without knowing a man, never been, she never learned upon her own understanding that a woman could not have a baby without having a husband. She didn't learn upon that, but she said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be unto me according to your word. She didn't say how I am going to do it, and when I will do it, and how is this going to take place. In Luke 135, says, The angel said, The Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee, and that holy thing will be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. She said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. She didn't take her reasoning, say it couldn't be done. She just said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Today let's take a step back into the allegory of the wheat plant. There are four parts of the plant and there's the stalk and the tassel, the shuck and the seed. Three of these parts are not the purpose of the plant. They're useful, they have a purpose, but the point of planting a wheat plant is to bring forth the seed. And spiritually speaking, with the promised seed of Abraham, Hagar played a part as she was the stalk of the plant and she had a purpose but Sarah also had a purpose and was a part of it in the tassel she looked more like the mature plant and but she produced the natural seed of Isaac and Isaac was not the redeemer the third woman was Mary who was a type of the shuck in our allegory but she was not the promised seed though she did house the seed but when it came time for that seed to be manifested, she was pulled back out of the way so the promised seed could be made known. Now remember, um, for God to fulfill the promise to Abraham, he has to change his name from Abram to Abraham and from Sarai to Sarah. Then, because the name means something to God, so Abraham means the father of nations. And Sarah means a princess with God. Abraham means a father of nations, and Sarah means a princess with God. Right. Because they'd received the promise at that point. They believed. They obeyed. God gave them a part of himself. And Sarah, the true wife of Abraham, the true wife of the promise, being the tassel, though, brought forth a gentleman in Isaac. The returns were he brought forth a promised nation that served God. But Mary, with no intercourse at all, but believed the promised word when she was a virgin knowing no man, she asked the question, how will these things be? The angel said, the Holy Ghost will overshadow thee. Mary believed God, and she said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. She believed the word. She's asked to believe. That's a contribution to the faith that was in Abraham. 
who believed the impossibles. As long as God said it so, that makes it right. She believed God. She never questioned. But I want to stop there for a moment. Yeah. Does that mean you can never have a question? Yeah, because actually, you know, Mary did kind of question, right? To say, how could this then be? Right? Yeah. So, so it's not it's not a bad thing to ask questions. Asking questions is good. But to question. In other words, that the Bible uses that even in another way, to doubt. To doubt God's word. God doesn't honor that. That's what brought forth a wild man. Yeah, I believe question the word of God brings doubt. Yeah. But there'll always be a question, which is to say, I don't understand A and B. Can you please help me understand A and B? That's a question. But to say, I don't think A and B belongs, or that's impossible. Now you're coming to doubt the word. Let's just go back to the question of what if God does give you more than you can handle? Huh. Yeah. At that point, you've taken it from believing the word and asking a question to saying, I don't believe the word because the word is he won't give you more than you can handle. But then all of a sudden you want to say, well, I, what if he does? See, to take God at his word and ask a question, say, Lord, help me to walk in a way that I know I'm walking in the will of God. So I know I won't ever be given more than what I can handle. Yeah, that's, that's right. So she said, behold the handmaiden of the Lord. No matter how much criticism I hear or I have to bear from the world, be it unto me according to thy word. There come the genuine seed. That's the truth. Yeah. When we can have that kind of an attitude, can you imagine the ridicule that Abraham and Sarah got being 99 years old, 89 years old, and they're like, we're going to have a baby. Oh, yeah. I got these little booties going on here. And going to the doctor and saying, you know, yeah, we, we're getting ready to have a baby. Like, yeah. think about insanity. <laughs> Having the same people think they are, right? And this day, right? Yeah. Exactly. If I if someone went to the doctor at 99 years old today and said, you know, I'm ready to have a baby. Can you do a physical on me and check me? I'm ready to have a baby. And they're like, no, you're not going to. No, that's not going to happen. But that's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Because they knew the word of God said, no matter the ridicule. And, and here's a virgin, the ridicule that she faced her whole life, not believing her story, not believing what she was saying that no an angel of God visited me, said the Holy Ghost would overshadow me and I would have a son and I would name him Jesus and he's the son of God. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. And he, that's the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah that says, behold, a virgin shall conceive. But when it really happens, all of a sudden it's so hard to look at and believe it. And, and another sentiment to notice in that is you, you, you notice the visitations are personal. Yeah. It is not public. You know, yeah. whenever, you know, the visitation comes to it, it's personal. So even if he goes out and tells people, like, what are you talking about? God came personally to each and every one of them and told them, this is what I am going to do. And it was a personal revelation to them. And they were to believe it and hold on to that. And it was every time. Just like it was to Mary, it was personal. Mary saw even Joseph, who she was espoused to, so she was engaged to Joseph. He didn't even want to believe it. Till an angel of the Lord had to come personally to him and tell him, no, 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 no. This is what she's saying is real. Believer. Then he believed it. It was so personal. Not even her espoused husband was with her. It was just her and God alone. Just like it was with Abraham and Sarah when they received three visitors. 
on the plains of Mamre, the Bible records, in the book of Genesis, where it talks about three of them came down. Two of them were investigating judgment angels to go down into Sodom, which was a very, very sinful place. And to see if there was anyone righteous, we're sparing the city over. But one of them stayed behind personally with Abraham and fellowship with Abraham. And when they came, Abraham called them Elohim, my Lord, one. Three came, he called them one. It's a personal visitation. Personal. It wasn't for everybody else. As far as every the city of Sodom and Gomorrah seen too. And when Lot seen them, he said, my lords. But when he finally got down there, they were judgment angels, but there was one that came to the elect seed of God. Yeah. And it was personal. personal. That's the way it always is. When God visits somebody, it's a personal walk. So we can say that, that the true seed of God came through Mary. Yeah. But it was not her seed. It was the promise of God. She was the carrier of the seed. It was not her seed. It was not her egg and it was not her seed. It was 100% the spoken word. As the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 29, it says, For whom he did for no, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So it's not that we all have to go back and get born by a virgin, but it was the word of God that birthed Jesus Christ. And it's the word of God that gives the individual by a personal revelation of Jesus Christ, it births them by faith into one body. But I want to say this about Mary. Don't make her God. She was not a God. She was only the carrier of the seed, just like the rest of them, just like Hagar, just like Sarah. She was the carrier of the seed. But like faith in the word, it brings more to the real image. It gets more into the image of what we're supposed to be when it's by faith. See, Mary, not by intercourse, but through faith, something exactly like it. Mary was not that seed. Mary was the carrier of the seed. He was the genuine faith seed, Jesus Christ, because the word of God is by faith that he gave to Abraham, and only faith can produce what God said he'd do. Faith in his word. The only way Abraham could ever possess the land that God said, leave everything you got, go to a land which I'll show you, he had to have faith. The only way that he could receive the promised son was by faith. The only way he could say, I and the lad will go up and worship, I and the lad will return, was by faith. The only way that Mary could ever give birth to the Lord Jesus Christ was by faith. I say, you know, the only way that we can bring forth Jesus in our life is by faith. Amen. God made every seed after its kind. When he made his man in his image, it was a seed of his word. When Jesus was made flesh, he was the flesh of the word of God. And when we receive the word of God by faith, then we become God's word in our flesh. And we should be in that condition. This is the end time. We need to be in that condition. And you might say, if only I had a covenant like Abraham. Only I had a covenant like Abraham had his covenant. Unconditional. Oh, that would take all the scare out of me. I would be so fearless. But just a moment. God never only gave the promise to Abraham unconditionally, but he gave it to Abraham's seed in like manner. I have saved you and your seed after you, he said. And you say, I'm, I, I'm not a Jew. I'm not Abraham's seed. But we being dead in Christ take on Abraham's seed, the scripture says. We are heirs according to the promise. And Romans 4 verse 16 says, Therefore it is of faith 
that it might be by grace to the end of the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, which is through Isaac, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust it's been a blessing to you. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at etpodcast at etmtab.com. Follow us on Instagram at endtimepodcast. God bless you. 